Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. Just popping those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, earth you with features. Neither listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there Ninjas! So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comic facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me as always are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. Moshko. Hey, can I kick it? Yes, can you can. It? Yes, can you can. It? Yes, can you can. Absolutely. Hundred times over. Kick, keep kicking. And then Felix Herka. Hey, I'm back. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. I'm, it's me. I'm here again. I, uh, I yeah, I'm from the Emergent Gamer Podcast, and uh, Menti likes to have me back because uh, I I watch a lot of this stuff. It's great. I think again, I said this on the Black Widow show, but I I believe that there's no one out there, at least that I've ever met, who's watched the MCU more than. This man right here. Yeah, I'm on my ninth, my ninth watch through of the entire uh, MCU. Yeah, yeah. We're we're currently on Avengers. How many times did you watch the the Netflix shows? Uh, I did that twice. I did that twice mm-hmm. all the way through. Uh, I did it for the the season. Um, I guess the season two of Jessica Jones and the season three of um, of Daredevil. When they were coming out, I rewatched everything all the way through. Um, the only seasons I haven't watched twice are like the latter seasons of all the characters, like uh, uh, except for Luke Cage. Anything leading up to Defenders, because I did a whole run through leading up to Defenders. I, I, I did a whole run through. I think I think it's just a, a little bit of insight when a new Marvel show and or movie comes out. That's when Hergood usually rewatches the entire thing in preparation. He also takes time off from work <laughs> to make sure that he has the available time to watch all of the movies prior to then going to see it. Yeah, I well, I I request off for every single new Marvel movie that comes out. Like I put time in for that. That's what I mean. There's nobody who beats you. There's no, my, nobody. My work is very flexible. Thank, thank, <laughs> thanks to my work. So. Like I might, I might know a lot about the Marvel side, the Marvel comic side of things. But I, I would still argue that her good's probably going to be the one to go to for any kind of MCU related questions. Cause he's going to pull yeah, I out try stuff. To stay fresh on it. I, yeah. I try to stay real fresh on it. Um, when you watch the whole thing nine times around and I have an order, like 20, I have a, I, 22 I, I, movies. I have two orders. I have two orders. I have my objective order and my subjective order, not for watching, but for like, like my opinion. You Do know, you watch like, it in timeline order or release order? Uh, I have my own order that I created that's mostly co- chronological. But there are certain decisions that need to be made. So, for instance, like um, I don't believe that Iron Man 3 fits w- the best right after um, Avengers. So right after Avengers, it's definitely Thor Dark World. Because you can do like a little mini Loki trilogy. You watch Thor. Keep in mind, Captain America, First Avenger, starts the whole thing. 
Um, but you you watch, you go right into you go Thor right into Avengers, and then you watch um, Dark World, and it's like a little mini Loki trilogy because he he goes through a you know an arc like where he is a um, you know a new character introduced, then he becomes the villain in the middle of the story, and then at the end he like redeems himself and then dies, <laughs> and it's like it's amazing, but it didn't make any sense. To, to place Thor where it was, you know, Iron Man three technically came out in release order right after Avengers, but I put that, I put Iron Man three right before age of Ultron because okay. he's going through all this emotional stuff that leads to the events in age of Ultron. Well, today we're going to be talking about the Loki show now that, now that the, the finale has come out and there's obviously yeah. plenty to talk about in that, but because it's become such a pain point for a lot of people online, I've noticed where do you believe Loki falls chronologically? in the, the, the order. Like if someone was going to pick up Loki and start watching it for the first time, they were like, Oh, there's a Loki show. How should they watch prior MCU stuff leading into Loki? Ooh. Well, I think the, co- you're asking me or Moshko. I'm not Both. asking Moshko. <laughs> okay. Well, I, well, I then think- I'm going to give you an answer, but I'll hold off for a second. <laughs> I, I think if you're a brand new fan to the Marvel cinematic universe and you haven't, I think watching Loki has a couple of prerequisites. I think you definitely need to watch all the th- th- movies with Loki in them. You have to watch Thor. You have to watch Avengers, and you have to watch Thor Dark World. You need to know that in order to understand where he, he comes from. Or just watch Legends. Loki. Or just watch Legends, obviously. <laughs> it's great that they have that out there. But like, but if you wanted to do it for real, like if you miss those movies, then you're, you... You know, I was recently watching this with a mutual friend of ours who I will not name, but like... She didn't have a lot of context because she never watched Thor Dark World. So she would, there were elements to her watch through where she was like, what is that about? What does that mean? And I would have to explain it because she never watched Thor Dark World. Um, So it adds a lot of context to watch these movies ahead of time. And then, of course, you need to understand what happened to him in Infinity War. You know. All right. Well, let's let me simplify and this. to see what he did in Endgame. I mean, where would you place in the order of Disney Plus shows? Because you have to watch it after Endgame. Do you watch Endgame right into Loki? Which I oh, I, li- I literally I just told no. I told somebody recently that I believe that all three of these shows are happening simultaneously. Although I, I believe Loki is happening right after Avengers. Well, like and Loki's probably Loki. To be fair, because time doesn't really exist in Loki. It can technically be placed anywhere after anywhere. Endgame. Yeah, it but just, I, but I think I think you need to have seen Endgame. Like, okay, so I give advice to people who are seasoned viewers of stuff, and then I give advice to people who are brand new. If you're brand new, you should watch it where it in release order. This is how I feel about Star Wars as well. You need to watch it how how it was intended first. Like, I don't tell somebody to watch the first three movies, one, two, and three of Star Wars first. I tell people to watch four, five, and six, you know, like. Before I get to my next question, Mashko, you had an answer. Well, it it was actually two things. I just wanted to say how much of a stickler Felix is with timeline stuff. An example of that is a couple weeks before Fast and Furious came out, he texts me and he's like, what's the order I should be watching these in? And I did it all in the order that you recommended. And it was a great recommendation. It makes sense. Uh, So that was that movie. That movie that predates, you know, that's a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's the Han, a, the Han introduction movie that was yeah. his, Justin Lin's first movie. That was a weird movie, yeah. dude. It's but not necessarily canon. Not but, to get off tech. Yeah, um, right, right. Now with with Loki, 
I'm a little, I'm almost in the camp of, you know, yes, we, I don't think we really know when it's taken place. You know, everything started after what, 20, the 2012 Avengers. Um, but because time works differently there, this, this could be really, you know, playing out over the span of like seven years or, you know, whatever it takes us up to the end of, you know, Avengers. It could be after. It could be literally in a know. minute of our time, you know, Te so. Technically not even a minute, technically. Right. I mean, we literally see what the time stream looks like. You could hop in at any point. They, they can go yeah. wherever you want. But so if the way it's, it's happening right now, I don't think I, you can put it. I think there is an actual order, though. I mean, I was thinking about this as you were talking. I think the way it should, and again, I don't know this for sure, but what seems right would be Endgame right into Loki, just because it then it's that it's such a quick transition between Endgame, right? Then you go into uh, Wanda, which explains a lot more about the multiverse and how she's a Nexus being. Um, the fact that she's a Nexus being means that she can pull energy from other from other universes, so from throughout the multiverse. So multiverse has to exist for that to be a thing. So that brings the multiverse to fruition creates the dark side of things creating wanda as the scarlet witch which also gives us the scarlet witch because prior to it there was no other place that she can pull power from although isn't it a plot hole for doctor strange then i'm sorry i just got on i just confused myself let me finish my first thought we'll get back to the second one so then you watch falcon and the winter soldier afterwards which doesn't really tie into anything except for the following show is going to be hawkeye which uh, Black Widow just set up for us, right? So though that they, they kind of flow nicely together, I have a very strong feeling that once it's out, I'm probably going to be watching WandaVision right before uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. I, of I also recommend watching it. I would recommend watch Loki and um, WandaVision before Spider Man. Yeah, because again, Doctor Strange is huge in Spider Man. We finally we but saw that first the, toy. The thir- the third Spider-Man movie, is that mm-hmm. what you're saying? No Way Home yeah. is Doctor Strange plays a huge role in it. We've seen we've seen Spider-Supreme, whatever the yeah, hell his t- name until is. Until they're out, I don't really know what order it's going to be recommended to watch those in, but I think it's either going to be WandaVision, then Spider-Man, then Doctor Strange, or it's going to be WandaVision, Spider, uh, Doctor Strange, and then Spider-Man. One, you know, one of them. With Loki coming first, right after Endgame. That's what I think. Well, I think, the, I think Loki is causing the power surge in Wanda. So I, I believe that she was a witch the whole time. I believe that the, the, the Infinity Stone brought that power out of her and, and exacerbated it. But if she's a Nexus being able to, this goes back into what confused me, able to pull power from other dimensions, because that's what magic is, as the, as the uh, Ancient One explains in Doctor Strange, that they pull power from other uh, realities. Those other realities didn't exist before Loki. So how does that work? Right, and then how I does mean, Shang Chi play? Or in all wait, this too? well, that's not that's not necessarily true because it's dimensions. It's the dark, so they pull they pull it from other dimensions. Which I guess at this point, Marvel's going to act like is not the same thing as a different reality. Also, the the other thing to remember is Miss Minutes said when she was explaining like her the full timeline of things, like how things work and everything like that. Um, she said that there were, there's an, a, a nexus event that created the branches, right, and. The thing that um, uh, Wanda is often referred to in those commercials during the WandaVision was that she's the Nexus. She's a Nexus being. So right. it's highly possible that the Nexus event was the Wanda event that well, the, led to Nexus, the crazy branching. 
Nexus beings, there's a whole bunch of Nexus beings. There's a whole bunch of them. And being a Nexus being, she's able to pull and tap into energies and and magics and powers throughout the multiverse. That's what makes her a Nexus being. So, like, Mm. the chaos magic comes from Cthulhu. Or Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Thank you. Cthulhu. (laughs) Yo, that would be a very, very awesome twist (laughs) if all of a sudden Cthulhu shows up in Doctor Strange. But no, yeah, Cthulhu. So, and Cthulhu is probably in a different way, and he's probably in that Wonder Girl Mountain, but he's probably in his his own pocket dimension or own reality. So I guess that question would be is, are dimensions and realities considered the same thing or not? Because I think I'm pretty sure they are in Marvel, in Marvel Comics. I'm gonna guess that the movies and shows are seeing those as two separate things. Yeah, the the MCU is having a difficult problem. I mean, for me, co- conveying the difference between dimensions, realities, you know, like you. you know, well, so what know. is the dark dimension then? What is the dark dimension right. opposed to a, a, a nexus reality? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm that's what I'm that's I'm moving into like I'm the comics have always felt like those are one and the same like because of branch universe theory and because whatever decisions are made it creates these other branches of time that those branches affect the entire multiverse I mean hell that's how we have a multitude of convoluted kangs because there's so many different variations in the multiverse and so many different versions of those characters there's also versions of of universes that never formed properly like. Uh, uh, Colossus Cyclops' eyes are portals to a dimension that is pure energy so when he opens his eyes it actually opens a, d- a little portal that shoots that energy out of his eyes so, <laughs> I so my point that. originally it was powered by the sun but that got retconned to like little portals that shot energy out like concussive That's blast is just crazy. straight energy so Didn't but my point that. is that energy comes from a universe that is comprised of just that energy that's how many universes there is in the Marvel multiverse which yeah. is from branch universe theory which would mean that the reality and the dimension are the same I'm, see this is where I'm confusing myself right alright you know I'm going to drop this because we're going to lose the whole show to this let's, <laughs> let's, let's reel this back in and maybe this will be a topic all in its Re- own reel it in Neil deGrasse Tyson let's uh, let's talk <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that finale. So uh, I, I feel as though we have to address the uh, the the purple elephant in the room. Um, we got to talk about uh, who? What was he? What was he called? I'm going to give his comic name, but what was he called in the show? The one who who one who endures, or the one who the remains? He who, he he who, who remains. remains. He who remains. Which he was outstanding. The guy um, from Lovecraft Country, Jonathan yes. Majors. Yep, um, he was outstanding he made a character who i really don't like very entertaining to watch um but i also don't believe that that was who everyone thinks it is so i saw i saw people like i got texts from people saying i was right or it's him i don't think that's kang and for for everybody uh this is the reason i I don't go ahead he says in the dialogue he says it in the dialogue that he's not who he's not. There's many different versions of him and that there's a far worse one that had a war with everybody who didn't technically exist at that point. Right. So technically at that point, there was no Kang. There was only who I'm going to refer to as his comic book counterpart at this point is Immortus. And Immortus is a version of Kang, the conqueror who's, who's a little bit more altruistic, who does quite literally prune timelines to help the timekeepers. So all of that's pretty pretty spot on. That's all 
all pretty good. Where it gets um, becomes messy is when Kang actually shows up, who which is what we saw at the end. That's that statue at the end. So that statue is Kang. Yeah, so I I was in a in the quandary that you're in. I was in the quandary during the initial parts of that scene. I was like, what are they doing here? Like, how crazy is this going to get? And then you, you, your biggest complaint about Kang is that you feel he's too complicated a character for them to, to pull off. But I thought by the end no. of the scene, they no. did pull him off. It's not Fine. that he's too hard to pull off. Yeah, Amortis. <laughs> it's not no, that he's but, too hard to pull off. It's that he is so complicated, he's not fun to read. Like, I don't oh, even want to read the books that he's in. I don't want to learn more about the next 30th iteration of Kang. I, okay, we are at one point have to do a Kang the Conqueror breakdown, and I'm going to be annoyed that whole show. But for <laughs> anybody who's unaware, Kang the Conqueror is is a time-traveling villain who goes by like 35 different names, and each one of those characters has a long-standing history and backstory that is really, really convoluted. That has he's existed since what the he was a Stan Lee and Jack Kirby character. So Kang's been around forever, but he was an Egyptian named Rama Tut. He his original name was Nathaniel Richards. Then he was the um, the Centurion, the some Centurion. Uh, then he was a multitude of, of Victor <laughs> Timelies because he, because he exists throughout time. He was Victor Timely, and then he didn't get older with everybody else. So he's like, all right, well, I'll just be my son then. And then he's Victor Timely Jr. And then they because time kept going, he became Victor Timely the third. So it's the same dude with three names. But like, didn't he explain that though? And how he was saying there are you know yeah, there are all these right. different. But I don't want to meet all of these. I don't want to meet Iron Man. I don't Man. think, I think you we are. will. I really don't think you are. Because yeah. I, I thought at the end, like I was in a muck and mire like you were. I was very confused. I was like, how many guys are they going to introduce? What's going on here? Dude. And then by the end of the scene, by the end of the scene, when he started talking about, if you get rid of me, you're essentially going to, the image I have is that guy who uh, is trying to put a piece of tape over that water that's just rushing out of a giant, mm -hmm. like you know, whatever, you know, that meme, have you seen the guy? Trying yeah. to put the yeah, you, you, he said, if you get rid of me, tape. I'm the tape. You get rid of me. I'm the tape. Right. And if you get rid of me, it's just going to start rushing through. And what's just, what's going to start rushing through is the villain version of him. The That's council of Kangs, which was dumb. It could, it could be that, but <laughs> it, it will also be. just might if be a single If you truly guy. don't think we're going to get a Neo fighting all those agent Smith scenes, you're out of your mind. That is 100% going to happen. In the last show, in the, in the Black Widow show, we talked about the idea of the Dark Avengers and the Young Avengers teaming up against some crazy, faceless threat. And who do you think that would be, except for the Council of Cranks? The, dude, they're dumb. <laughs> I cannot stand this character. Yeah. Uh, so To support your theory, the writer, and I'm bringing this in because I mentioned it in text, but um, the writer who writes this already wrote it in Rick and Morty. <laughs> So the guy who writes Rick and Morty, one of the guys who writes Rick and Morty, was brought in to write this show, and he had the Council of Ricks in Rick and Morty, which is like <laughs> tons of Ricks okay, now, from all different dimensions. Now we're That's getting funny. into real Inception stuff, because the Council of so Kangs could, and the Council of Reeds definitely existed before the Council of, of, of Ricks. Yeah, so now yeah, that's exactly. very inception -y. It's, it's all inspired. It's all meta. It's commenting on itself, yeah. But the guy who wrote this wrote Rick and Morty, so like, here's, here's he's the familiar positive. with it. Here's the positive. The guy, uh, what was his name? Majors? Jonathan Majors? Uh, Jonathan Majors. He was so good as Immortus that he may make me like Kang depending on how stupid they go with his character. Because look, I didn't like Thor until the Chris, the Chris Hemsworth movies. 
I I used to like skip right. over his word panels in books because I just didn't care about Thor. But now I love Thor, and that really came about because of those movies. So it's very very possible that he can pull that off for one of the worst villains in in Marvel history. And, and that and Thor is the example of the character who on the page you. You, Menti, probably didn't believe Thor could be pulled off in the movies well. I don't right? have... It's not that I don't think characters can be pulled off. I think they, for the most part, all of them can get pulled off. Because because for the most part, the characters aren't hard to understand. Kang is a very complicated character, but I still think he's yeah. understandable. Like you can write him in a way that he's understandable. I think we get to issues when we start referring and bringing up characters that are conce- uh, that are concepts conceptual characters i think is where we're going to start to lose people in the mcu and we've already seen our first we talked about this on one of the last reviews did we talk wait no we didn't do we do a review where we talked about um the living tribunal did, i don't think we ever been, talked about this it's been brought up and not nothing uh in depth so the prior episode we met we saw a lot of easter eggs um, where we saw the Thanos copter, we saw Throg, and one of the things you see in the background is a is a head with three faces with a with a sheet draped over one of them, and over the eyes of another. That's the Living Tribunal, who is a is a is a, is a multiversal cop, so to speak. So he is only one of them, and he exists throughout the multiverse, and he's to make sure that the, that there's magical balance, or at least that was originally his thing was magical balance. He was a Doctor Strange character, um, but. He is essentially the one below the one above all, the person who kind of reacts for God. He's like a stand-in for God. Like, there is a God character named the one above all, and right below him is the Living Tribunal, who will show up. Like, for example, uh, when Thanos got the Infinity Gauntlet, he didn't step in because that was fine for it to happen. But if like eternity got the infinity gauntlet that would be a magical imbalance and that couldn't happen and he would say either give up the gauntlet or eternity's got to die it's kind of like the metatron for god sure in the bible yeah so that's a pretty obscure out there kind of character and all of those cosmic beings are except for galactus i think galactus they'll pull off but i think if we start going into uh, eternity and we start going into infinity and we start going into um Lord Chaos and, and Madam Order, I believe is their names. We start going into those characters, you're going to lose people in the MCU. Those are the characters I think are going to be tough to pull off. People? No, I think you can pull that off. You can, you can, if you can cast a person as it and it's not a CGI person, then yeah, you can pull it off. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree with that. That's, those, those are the characters in movies, in superhero movies, where I am totally lost when something is fully CGI, CGI'd and you can't like you know, and Enchantress at the end of uh, Suicide Squad, like yeah. But even then, you can understand her. I think we start. Yeah, I understood her. Yeah, but, it starts like, getting it weird when I'm lost like, me at the end. Yeah, when I introduce a character and I go, well, think of if the if time was able to talk to you. That's who this character is. <laughs> it's yeah, a representation yeah. of time who's able to walk around. That's where I think you're going to start to lose people. I don't think yeah. we'll ever go there, but Living Tribunal was a big one. Um, okay, so. Uh, let's. Do you want to talk about the the ending and where we think we're going to move from here? Sure. What do you think? So at the <laughs> so, um, Lady Loki, Sylvie pushes Loki into the the that little time variance authority cube thing, sending mm-hmm. him back to the TVA, and then crazy, he's no longer in the same timeline. 
And this is what I found so interesting about that scene is that Amortis dies, which I love the way he played that. I love the way that he was just so sick of life that he was just excited by the idea that he didn't know. So he was like, all right, if you're going to kill me, this will be fun. I'm going to be back here anyway, so I love that see you soon as he's, as he's dying. Um, yeah, yeah. Because time doesn't exist the way you would think it does, the moment he dies, Kang's around. Like, he's here. Cancel Kang's, all that stuff exists. Chaos has, 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 has begun. Because, again, time the, the, the timeline itself is going to start branching all over the place in a whole bunch of different ways. So time has, does, is, is not valuable. Like you have, like just because something you think it's gonna happen in the future, like I guarantee you, at the point where he gets stabbed, they're already leading to that multiversal war again. You know what I mean? Like almost instantaneously. That's why uh, Kang was able to take over the TVA so fast because I guarantee you, a version of Kang in that short period of time, because t- again, time doesn't mean anything, went to the beginning and and reformed the TVA outside of Immortus. The thing I'm trying to figure out is, like, how does this affect the reality? So, this show just finished. I think in the, what, we talked in the fall, there's rumors that Miss Marvel's going to show up, maybe. That show's going to show up in the fall. Mm, right? Oh, yeah. That is, that's true. That's rumored, it's rumored that, that mm-hmm. this year as well. And when's Hawkeye? When, this when year. Hawkeye? Isn't it supposed to be in December? November, December? Right. So, so Miss Marvel and Hawkeye are potentially other shows, and then What If, of course, is going to be in August. So... Those are shows that are more grounded in like reality, right? So not what is you know, Hawk. No, but no Hawkeye. I'm talking about Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. Hawkeye, Miss mm-hmm. Marvel are that street level combat and and that kind of stuff going on, right? Maybe there's some mystical elements in it, but whatever. So how does a show like this with this conclusion, which is going to have a second season because they said that at the end of the show, how does that how does that impact what's happening in immediately impact what's happening in Hawkeye and Miss Marvel? It won't. If Doctor Strange isn't coming out until next year. It won't. They're, yeah. I mean, they're going to keep know. that separate. Yeah. They're going to keep it separate. No, I know, I, know, I know from a production standpoint, they're going to keep that separate because they're supposed to be their own shows. But like, this event seems like it's so reality-bending. No. Like, how is it not bending the reality of these other characters? Because they're in, they're in their timeline. Their timeline exists. Loki is looking at outside of time right now. Loki is looking at the physical timeline changing. And each of those little branches that you're seeing, each of those little little sprouts, that is another timeline. Like, say, okay, take the Hawkeye show, for example, right? In one of those, Hawkeye is wearing the Ultimates comic costume and had a completely different origin. One of them, he never left the circus. And another one, he didn't die at age, or excuse me, he died in Age of Ultron. So each one of those is still the timeline that they're in with some change happening where the branch starts. So there's there's a version of Hawkeye out there that that splinters from Age of Ultron. There's one that splinters from Avengers. There's one that splinters from Thor when he first showed up. You know what I mean? Like maybe in maybe there's a version where he actually took the shot at Thor and shot him in the leg. <laughs> like like that that I, probably I, what happened. I'm confused what I'm confusing is the the timeline reality of the fiction versus the timeline reality of the MCU that I follow. Well, the MCU is the, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the that's the six one six timeline. Yeah, that's I, the, no, I know. I know. That's I'm just telling you where I'm getting confused, and I'm confused. Hey, what, it's just me. So what I can't wrap my head around is when they keep saying that these you know these Disney Plus shows you cannot you don't need to watch them in order to understand what's going. on. I feel like Loki is probably the most important thing to try to understand that will have such huge ramifications on all the movies and everything. It, but 
you know, you have no idea now, and we won't know until season two comes about how some of this stuff actually plays out. I think it'll be interesting to see whether or not the next, if Doctor Strange and Spider-Man play a part in what Loki, the next Loki is. I mean, you, next you, you think they would season. have to if, I mean, just by the name alone. Although technically, no. Here's the coolest thing about this. And maybe it's a bad thing. You can argue for both. But technically, this is the biggest get out of jail free card you've ever seen cinematically done. Because uh-huh. they can wipe away any, like, okay, people didn't like Rise of Skywalker, right? Well, if they established a multiverse, they could go, well, that wasn't our, that's not continuity. That's not the main timeline. That's a completely different timeline. They can literally write out whatever they want and write in whatever they want because they can just say what timeline it's from. That's what I wasn't thinking of. I wasn't going, I was going, oh, they wrote themselves into a crazy quandary because how did they not put elements of what happened in this show in Hawkeye, in Miss Marvel, in these other things? No, no. What the, the, exactly what Menti's saying, what it does now is it opens them up to just have whatever they want. You know, like it opens them up to not having contracts. <laughs> <laughs> it also brings in and allows them to, to use all of the, the, the prior movies that have been done. Like all of the rumor about Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire becomes more and more realistic as Loki goes on. Like right. now that now that yep. at the at the end of Loki or the beginning of that of that finale when you see the splinters in time and the and all of the the uh, the little tendrils coming out of the timeline, some of those tendrils are Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. Some of them are you know the Wesley Snipes Blade movies. Those are all Howard the Duck. That's now one of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anything that yeah. Marvel has ever done live action is one of those branches of time. Yeah. That's what's they so needed crazy. to solve their own problem. The, the The problem was they were in expensive, long contracts. They needed something related to time to kind of do a reboot for them, so that they could. Yeah. So if a, if a, an actor doesn't want to do like five movies, they only want to do one. You know, they, they write it a different way with a different actor, and then it's just a different time. They just do a new season of Loki and erase it. They essentially. Yeah. Here's the thing. What did What did Days of Future Past do for for the X Men franchise? It erased stuff that everyone hated. That's what Loki's going to do from now on. (laughs) Like, if all of a sudden, say Black Widow came out and it bombed, it was terrible. They could write that out. They could say, no, that was another timeline where Red Guardian was was broken out of jail. That never actually happened. Yeah, right. So is it... Yeah, good, man. Is that good or bad, then, if you're just wiping out stuff that's terrible? Like, you need to have things that are bad. It's good for everyone else. It's bad for me. You need to have things that are bad? Yeah, because then you no, don't know what's I need, good. I, I like I like the structured. Yeah, there's things outside no. of the MCU that can teach me that, <laughs> like the Fast <laughs> no, and Furious I, franchise. Anyway, <laughs> I just no. I loved I loved the tw- the the ten year twenty film like fuck. Sorry, like, <laughs> ten ten year twenty year. Sorry, ten ten year twenty film like like big one single like connected thing. Like I loved that. That was amazing. And what you're saying is now this opens them up to not do that and not connect things. And no, no, they will. Dude, this is Marvel comics. Marvel comics is still connected. It's actually one of the longest lasting connected stories ever because they don't do reboots. Marvel right. does retcons. They don't go back and say, we're starting over. They just say, all right, we're going to tell a story that's going to put things in place where we want them to be, which is essentially what the Loki show is. It's yeah. a retcon. From now on, they have the ability to retcon movies now that they didn't have before. They, they essentially, with Loki, made an eraser for the MCU. So they can fix any problem they want just by, like, give, when Cable shows up, that's it. We're fine. 
right? They can do whatever you want because cable will come in and say, so if you do this, it's going to affect the timeline in this way. And then there you go. Then they just fix the timeline. <laughs> That's problem solved. Yep. That, so they, there's yeah. a, I think it was Rachel Summers in the Days of Future Past where when Days of Future Past ends, I think it was Rachel Summers. It might not have been Rachel Summers. Anyway, regardless, the character <laughs> I'm thinking of, um, there's a book that happens right after Days of Future Past ends, and she's still in the Days of Future Past future. So she's like, well, didn't we just send somebody back to fix this? Why are we still this way? Well, that's because her timeline still exists. She's, they just created a new timeline where things were fixed, but she's still screwed in her timeline. I mean, they eventually yeah. pull her out and bring her yep. into the normal one, but her timeline where life sucks still is a thing, and that's her future still. Well, let me, let me ask you something. When will then be now? To, to Kang always. <laughs> oh, a space boy. That's a space, boy. space balls reference. It's space ball. So what you're saying is we can have Andrew Garfield take the helm of Spider-Man once again and we can have Tom Holland not make uh, Spider-Man movies anymore. Tom Holland will be Spider-Man for the rest of your life. <laughs> Tom, Holland, Tom Holland, as long as they... Look, I... Apparently, it's not true. I still believe it is, though. He was signed for nine movies. Again, apparently, that's not true. But mm -hmm. he, they were going to do the three in high school, three in college, three out of work. And so people could grow up with, with Peter Parker, just yeah. like they did with Harry Potter in the reading levels. So you can make Spider-Man get more and more serious as those movies go on and, and Tom Holland gets older and older. I think it's brilliant. It also gives yep. Tom Holland a lot of room to grow. I just think that they're going so ridiculous with Spider-Man's character so fast that how does he have real growth when things like the multiverse of madness are happening? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how does that mess with a no, high schooler's exactly brain to find out there's other Spider-Men? But that's the title. The title is No Way Home. You right. know what I mean? Like, they're going to put... They're probably going to put him in a play. No Way Home means... He's not coming back to the MCU. I don't think that's what it means. He's not going I back to the same. I, I don't think it's him. Reality. I think it, I, I still think it's all of the Sinister Six. I think the people that they're trying to send home is the Sinister Six, getting them back into their own timeline. Got it. Got so it, there's got no it. way to get them home because you because all of a sudden Green Goblin shows up and and Doctor Octopus shows up and 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 Vulture well Vulture was already there uh, but uh, Electro shows up from the the Andrew Garfield movies I think all of a sudden they're like well who are these people there's super powered villains are showing up out of nowhere how do we get them out of here and that's what they got to learn about the multiverse and okay that, I think that's the intro of Multiverse of Madness because. Things are not there's things are not cohesively staying true, and there's there's rips and areas where things are crossing over. I think just like we saw in the Spider Verse movie, I think they're going to mm -hmm. take that concept and they're going to move it into the MCU, and I think that's part of that new Sony Marvel contract, which is why they're able to play with characters more than ever before because technically now it's all connected. Just w the same reason why Tombs Vulture was in the Morbius trailer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do you think these events set up essentially Sony's ability to do their own shared universe as well? I think it gives Marvel the opportunity to take everything that's ever had their name on it and make it the same universe. I think the multi the I think the comics multiverse and the movie multiverse makes the Marvel omniverse and all of the Marvel properties you've ever seen in uh, in live action form are now connected because of Loki. Wow. 
Yeah. So like, I agree that, with you. That's how you're going to get like all the rumor that we heard about um, the Netflix characters coming over. Hundred percent a possibility. Hundred percent. Why can't they? And it is exactly what DC's probably doing with the Flash movie. Hundred percent. Well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're trying to beat them yep. to the punch too. They yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, cool. look, Flash. Flash is going to be great because it's Flash. So I was going to oh, no, I was going to say technically DC uh, did beat them because uh, they had Barry Allen from the movie show up in in the TV show. So. That's true. They did that's win. true. He told I told Vic this was possible. <laughs> yeah, that scene is so good. Dude. He's talking for it's anybody so unaware. He's talking about the Arrowverse crossover for uh, what can't think of the name, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yes, they were doing Crisis, and which uh, apparently that scene is going to be in the movie as well. Oh that, wow! That's how Flash is going to get his name is because of that scene. Oh wow, that's great. So they say oh, there's rumor really that Grant cool. Gustin makes a cameo, and it's not that he actually makes a cameo; it's that they just pull that scene over. They they uh, almost they did just... the same. Remember, they said there was going to be an Iron Man cameo in Black Widow. Yeah, I heard. Remember that, that yeah. rumor a while back? Yep. It mm-hmm. was never a cameo. It was just footage from uh, Civil War. Was one? It was, it was in one of the original scripts. So it was going to open up with that scene with Tony and and her talking, where he was like, "You know, they're going to come for you now." And that's oh, how the yeah, original yeah. script was going to open the movie, just like how Loki opened up with that scene from Endgame. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yeah, that's uh, craziness. I, I always wish they. It. I think they should have cut that. Don't you think? From Loki, they don't, I don't think they needed to give us the Avengers Endgame scene. No, I didn't need it. Mm. I think they should have just opened with him falling out of that portal, <laughs> just hitting the sand. I, I think it 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 uh it craps on their their media explanation of them saying like you don't need Disney Plus in order to like yeah. enjoy the movies like and and vice versa. Well, and it's not it, vice versa. You need the movies to enjoy the Disney Plus shows. 100% yeah, you, do. you need this. You definitely but you do. don't need the Disney Plus shows. Like for example, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I loved the show, but is that valuable to see um Falcon Cap show up in the next Avengers movie? Or the next Falcon movie? No, Probably not. Not at all. They'll just show him in the costume because Steve gave him the shield, and then he's Falcon Cap. That works fine. But you can go back into Disney Plus and get the full longer story of how that happened. Yeah, okay. So, And the same thing's going to be true with Doctor Strange. I mean, there's gonna, they're going to give me a scene where they kind of explain what's happening uh, that's just a recap of Loki. And apparently Loki shows, there's rumor that Loki shows up in Doctor Strange um, Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. So he could quite literally it. explain it. He he may even just start popping into every film. So here here's here's a here's here's a question that maybe you'll have to leave for the, the comments because I just realized that we're way over time. Uh, if Doctor Strange saw 14 million outcomes of Endgame, where did those timelines come from? Right. If Loki only had a single timeline, or did because there's no such thing as time. Well, no. Then it's the- unless it's all lies. Remember, remember, Sylvie said mm-hmm. this all could be lies. But I don't think Amortis was lying. Right. I, you don't. But it could still be. Like all of this could be just a ruse. Like a I think ruse. I think we saw the timeline, sir. I thought I, we were at the Citadel at the end of time. Like that's where that was. That's where we were. And we wa- We literally watched. <laughs> Are we sure? Are we sure we, we were at the all Citadel of it just at the end of time? Manifest. Are we sure? We saw it happen. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> That's 
a good point. Could have just been a I could do this uh, astral all night, projection. Man. I could do this all night. <laughs> I'm, I'm so I'm so confused because that one line in Avengers Endgame and the line in Doctor Strange kind of contradict the concept of Loki. Because there would have been no other timelines for him to watch if the timekeepers were doing their job. He wouldn't have been able to see 14 million outcomes because there wasn't other outcomes for him to see. There was only ever one. There was no timelines for him to look into. That's what's what he saying. looking at if, timelines? Unless though. it's all an illusion. Well, that's what he said. I've looked at the outcome 14 million times. There's 14 million outcomes. So what would they be if they weren't timelines? No, let's back up. No, I'm saying the illusion isn't the fact that the, the illusion is that there was ever a single timeline. That's the illusion. Like that there was always multiple timelines. And Doctor Strange was able to see it because it always existed. Right. And that, that him saying the TVA was trying to protect one single sacred timeline is the illusion. You know what I mean? Although couldn't time because this goes back to the beginning of Avengers, which was before Doctor Strange. So if that if that move if if Loki takes place in that moment when he takes the Tesseract, which created the Nexus event where they had to be pruned the whole nine yards, that all took place in that single moment because it was outside of time. Uh-huh. So That's th- possible. so then I think this is how it would work. So then he then, uh, so then Loki uh, and Sylvie kill Amortis, which creates the multiverse, which would have happened by the time that Endgame happened. Although he still would have seen, like when they were fast forwarding through time, and we saw Loki's timeline. If Doctor Strange did that same shit, he would be like, "I've lost fourteen million times." I don't know. I'm, <laughs> you're, you're gonna start baking your noodle, man. It's, your noodle's I, I'm, gonna get I'm watching baked. you unwind right now. <laughs> I'm seeing a noodle bake here. But see, well, I'm like her good. I like I, the bigger story is the most interesting thing to it's me. It's the best part. So when people man. were like, there's a lot of people who don't like Loki. Mauer hates Loki. Mauer said the first three episodes were good and it was completely downhill and he said it was a disappointment. <laughs> the text I got after what? every episode was meh. Right. Was it. Which meh. Loki. The greater meh. thing of Loki is huge. The ramifications of the show. I've never seen anything like it. I'm a big fan of the wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. So oh, maybe don't, that's what Mauer, don't don't who you. Maybe man. that's what Mauer's problem is. I, I just I, I hooed you, man. You hooed me. Hoo you. I've been hooed. I hooed you a little bit. Hootie hooed. All right, before Ooh. my brain melts, let's wrap the show up. My brain is melted. Oh my god! But see, that's a good thing. The fact that we were able to lose track of time and just fall down this rabbit hole. But did we lose track of time? Oh, look at you! <laughs> <laughs> look at you! Uh, no, maybe yes, because we're in our timeline. So yes, we did. If we were, if we were at the TVA, then no, because time is irrelevant. I think, <laughs> I think you can find the show. Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. It's at Welcome to Fireside of your social media choice, uh, including YouTube, unless yes. it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. Uh, and keep doing, you know, subscribe if you can, if you haven't to the YouTube channel. Um, yeah, uh, and a, a big, big shout out to um, to that wonderful loot crate. And we've got our uh, our fifteen percent off if you're uh, if you're looking to to jump in on that Guardians box that's now live, or if you're looking to get that Woo-hoo. Groot, or fill uh, or you want to get the entire um, the run of Star Lord and Gamora. It's an extra twenty five bucks on top of your subscription, but you get that fifteen percent off by using Fireside Crew fifteen at checkout. So thank you again, Loot Crate. Thank you, and we'll have a box opening uh, video at some point over the next yeah. uh, week or so. So. When we get it. <laughs> yeah, should be here uh, tomorrow. All right, once Although, again, I'm Minty. Then we're messing with time, and I don't want to get into that. Stop because it. You tomorrow's, stop it right now. 
Sunday, but yet today is Friday. Or no, it's Thursday. We're Saturday right now. Well, no, it's Friday for us, Saturday. We're talking to you from the past, but the past is irrelevant. (laughs) Let's, yeah. Never again. Once again, I'm Menton. I'm Hoshko. And this is Felix Hergood of the Emergent Gamer Podcast. You can catch us on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on YouTube. And then we also have The Daily Reset with featuring Trip Zero from the Emerging Gamer Podcast. That's our other, sh- other show, The Daily Reset. Look it up. A little ASMR about video games when you're ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get those tingles. Game knowledge, man. Get, the, get those tingles. Yeah, level up with some tingles. All right. <laughs> Deuces.